Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. K-O-S-T-L-E. 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 This is hot. Language is inextricably linked to land. In this episode, we explore how the shifts in the landscape have impacted language across generations and cultures. John Isaiah Edward Hill is writing a poem to the generations past and the generations to come in the Oneida language that's been threatened by settler colonial violence. In their piece, Translation, A Prayer, we hear two voices. The English voice, which is static and unmoving, and the Oneida voice, which moves in a counterclockwise motion, representative of traditional Haudenosaunee dance practices. John writes, Haudenosaunee people understand our responsibility to the land that gave birth to us. And so this piece is an address to not only the generations that have long since returned to the land, but those who are set to inherit the land. Across Turtle Island, indigenous people are fighting to protect their ways and the land. And this poem is a message, a promise to the next seven generations that we will not stop fighting on behalf of the land and the water and the non-human beings. Here's Translation, A Prayer, by John Isaiah Edward Hill. We will seek. We will seek stones. We will build. We will build homes. We will love. We will protect each other. We will hurt. We will blame each other. We will fight. We will fight each other. We will learn. We'll learn our language. We will fight. We will fight death. We will recognize. We will recognize you all. We will hunt. We will hunt the future. We will make the world. We will laugh. We will laugh loud. We will forget. We will lose language. We will eat. We will eat whiteness. 
We will fish. And we will fish for dreams. We will sing. We will sing together. We will mourn. We will mourn alone. We will learn. We will learn our ways. We will make. We will make peace. We will cry. We will cry now. We will cry for then. We will smile. We will live. We will seek. We will seek stones. Yagea. My name is Yagea. <laughs> it means she remembers. Itagana Nuhadi. Itagana Nuhadi. Yeah. I'll change the pronoun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Itagana Nuhadi. Gana Nuhadi. Luna Nuhadi. Luna Nuhadi. That means he's doing it right now, right? Yes. He's feeling it. Well, we want the people that are buying the dictionary and learning to speak, a lot of them are doing it to, to hear my voice on there. We're trying to keep our culture. I think it's, it's, it's at a point where um, there are many within the community that recognize that this is really a critical time, that the number of speakers that we have remaining uh, is dwindling dramatically. And were it not for contributions from people like Maria, and there are very few remaining, um, we would be at a serious, uh, a serious point uh, in terms of being able to, to have the, the capacity, um, the, the depth of, of language uh, available for us to research so that we can preserve it. This is the kind of project that, that takes a community to do. It's generation. The Forgotten Journals of a Culture, discovered and brought to life. It's their life and times as they saw it. Experience the provocative and moving history of a native tribe. To carry that on, that's something to be proud of. Witness emotional accounts from the journals of those who have lived history. One of the most important things we can do is to tell our story. The Oneida Speak.
In Poland, drought has wreaked havoc on the landscape. 2019 was the hottest year on record in Poland, and it's affecting their entire way of life, from water, the soil, food, and energy prices. These shifts have meant a shift in the language used to describe water, heat, and dryness. In Bartosz Panek's piece, During the Drought, the Road is Dry, he explores how old words are being given a new context alongside the changing climate. Parts of this piece are spoken in Polish and parts in English, but we've got a time-coded transcription for you in the episode notes and an upcoming Radio Atlas episode. Here's During the Drought, the Road is Dry by Bartosz Panek. W czasie suszy szosa sucha, w czasie suszy szosa sucha, w czasie suszy szosa sucha, w czasie suszy szosa sucha. W czasie suszy szosa sucha, w czasie suszy szosa sucha, w czasie suszy szosa sucha, w czasie suszy szosa sucha. Widać suszę? No, widzi pan. To jak w takim terenie będzie widać. Zobaczy pan, tam na górce już się pojawia sucho, nie? Tam gdzie jest wyżej już, już widać. Jak będzie w większości terenu taka susza, o takie przypalenie przez słońce trawę, to już widać, że jest susza. Że jest sucho. Nie, to nie jest jeszcze tak źle. Trawy to jak mam tam na podwórku, mam warzywa posiane, potem to widać samo, musiałeś się nawet wziąć i zarysować paluszkiem nie? w ziemi, zobaczyć czy jest sucho, czy jest, czy jest jeszcze tam widać głębiej troszeczkę wilgoci, czy nie ma. Był taki punkt na początku tam, jak była wegetacja roślin, tak maj, czerwiec, to coś tam było widać, to już było taki, taki kryzys, był, a teraz nie. Agence France Press, August 6, 2020. Climate change to bring longer droughts in Europe. Punishing two-year droughts like the record-breaking one that gripped Central Europe from 2018 to 2019 could become much more frequent if the region fails to curb greenhouse gas emissions affecting huge swaths of its cultivated land. The five hottest years in recorded history have occurred in the last five years. This extreme heat was exacerbated in 2018 and 2019 by two consecutive summers of drought that affected more than half of Central Europe, according to a new study published in the Nature Journal Scientific Reports.
The famous phrase uh, is, the drought caused great havoc, it's almost past raspberry season. One of the greatest, I think, uh, mostly used uh, common phrases from the cruise by Marek Piwowski. One of the biggest effects of that phrase and the following phrases in the dialogue um, was, of course, the fact that the political system was corrupt in the times. And obviously the fact that there were decisions made in the capital city and they had uh, really important effects on whatever was happening in the agriculture outside big cities. I think this was underlined by this dialogue because it was filled with satire, with irony, with uh, grotesque. It was out of context, but at the same time it meant a lot both to participants of the cruise, but obviously for the viewers of the film then at the time of its premiere, but also 20, 30, 50 years afterwards. And so, of course, this resonates these days, for instance, when one of the most important politicians says, uh, in contemporary politics that it's cold because it's winter. And then, then of course, we had this phrase that, um, yes, there is the drought, and so there is consequence in the final um, days of raspberry season. And of course, it doesn't really mean that we're talking about raspberries. It means about the crops. It means about potatoes, corn, everything else. And so um, the cruise was important on that level because it could, without really telling you so, um, intertwine real dialogue with something that could be understood by people who closely observed the political system and the political situation in Poland. Estão passachas, estão passachas churra. Estão suchą szosą, z trodem stopy sasze niosą. Słońce szczodrze żarem bucha, podczas suszy szosa sucha. the Kampinowski National Park, which is in the center of Poland, near Warsaw, very near Warsaw. We are in the area which is um, known as a very dry, and this year we had very, very dry winter and spring. In the April there was no precipitation at all, and during the winter it was first year since many, many, many years or ever in history that there was no stable layer of snow. So we had during whole winter we have a little bit of rain and maybe some snow in the night and in the day it melted. There was a big problem for beavers which didn't have water and because we have wolves since few years here, wolf goes to this dry um, flow, dry stream take a beaver because it cannot hide in the water. It 
seems to be quite wet here, over 600 millimeters we have already. So it means we have a lot of rain, but we still have many signs of drought. There is no uh, water in the small courses in the park. Researchers in Germany and the Czech Republic used data going back to 1766 to conclude the drought was the largest scale and most severe dry spell ever recorded. The researchers said a two-year dry period presents a far greater threat to vegetation than the single summer droughts of previous years because the land cannot recover as quickly. Over 34% of the total land area in the region is extensively used for agricultural purposes. Barking. Yes, but they don't use the consonant s nor sh. Uh. <laughs> yes. The drought in Polish, uh, we know that it is very basic word in the in the language. It's very, very old word. Uh, in the pre-Slavic uh, times, it had different meaning. Uh, it meant um, anything that is dry. Uh, so it had uh, an abstract meaning. Then later, uh, in the old Polish language, um, drought wasn't a time like it is now. Uh, but it was a place, uh, so the meaning was just land, a place without water. I would say that it evokes um, the process of creation of the word, as we remember during the uh, third day, God separated the waters from the dry surfaces, and uh, what was dry he called earth, and what was covered by water, he called uh, sea. And the opposition in Polish between drought and water is very strong opposition. start was long ago. Yeah, we started draining wetlands in the Middle Ages uh, and our civilization is based on wetland uh, amelioration, drainage and combined with irrigation in some places. Yeah, actually we uh, conquered wetlands and uh, everywhere where we settled uh, we modified uh, river valleys. We uh, started to use uh, wetlands for cattle breeding for hay production they stop being wetlands even if you wet them back. One of the activities that we, we, we've done was um, a film, like a short film, 
uh, that uh, you can see this creature of ours uh, walking through the landscape. And the idea is that actually it is very silent after all. Like there are many cataclysms that are very noisy. Like if you have rapid rain or if you have um, like very strong wind, it, it brings you a lot of uh, noise and destruction and drought. It also brings you destruction, but it's like really, really quiet. And usually you already see the results. You don't see it coming. During the manifestations, sometimes we also have other things with us, like a um, water can for watering uh, plants, but it's filled with sand, dry sand instead of water. And uh, sometimes we, we make a kind of happening that there are people begging for water, but what they get instead into their hands is dry sand. Well, I, I'm talking about uh, our guilt and uh, short-sightedness. We uh, were doing something without recognizing or even thinking about long-term consequences. Some insects, they're gone. And you don't hear the bees and that's, that's strange. That's really, really strange because you hear that is something like empty, more or less box that people are living in there and don't have sounds around the nature. So something like, um, not natural, but fake like in theater. The previous year there was not so much mosquitoes, like hardly any. And for me it's like a distinct sound of summer and I didn't hear it that much. This year they are back somehow in a bigger quantities. But last year I was, um, not that I like mosquitoes, but I was a little bit anxious that they are not there. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear, uh, I'm sorry, but I hear that they have less sounds. Do they? Do you hear that? <laughs> that they sound different? They don't have it. They don't have the sound they anymore? They are the smaller and have less sound. Oh. Well, I know what, I, what it's hard to hear. It's um, the sound that you have uh, when you walk on the snow on a freezing day. Or like, like the snow sound. Yeah, they're gone just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's on the winter sounds, <laughs> sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear frogs uh, displaying uh, in the spring these concerts uh, night concerts of frogs and other amphibians are gone from the landscape and when you go to a dried out wetland you don't see uh, quacking sounds uh, when you walk there and sometimes uh, you even hear cracking plants. They become crunchy instead of, say, fluffy. <laughs> so th this is different perception when walking uh, in the field. This year's crops are larger than last year, announced Statistics Poland, one of the country's chief government executive agency. Polish farmers harvested 33.3 million tons of grain, which is 15% more than last year. Since March 2020, Poland has increased the amount of grain exported to Saudi Arabia, and to Africa as well as to Germany. The words, fool, border, like fire, uh, that comes after. Silence. That Silence, yeah. Um, famine, 
hunger. Many, many verbs. Suszyć, wysuszyć, zasuszyć, przesuszyć, nasuszyć, obsuszyć, osuszyć. Suchoty is a very unpleasant illness, of course, connected with a special coat, very unpleasant and dry, in fact. It's terrible illness, now it can be healed, and we, we can fight with tuberculosis. Fifty years ago, it was really serious illness, uh, and the end of this illness was usually one, just death. Constellations is a production of all the sounds around us. The pieces featured in this episode are Translation, A Prayer, by John Isaiah Edward Hill, and During the Drought, the Road is Dry, by Bartosz Panek. John Isaiah Edward Hill would like to thank the University of Wisconsin Oneida Language Dictionary Project. Their piece is dedicated to Maria Hinton, the Oneida speaker heard at the end of the piece, and to Aima Ako Johnson, Mohawk Cayuga faith keeper and language teacher. John also dedicates this piece to the land and its defenders everywhere. To read more from these artists, head to our website, constellationsaudio.com sounds. The 2020 Programming Committee of Constellations includes Aliyah Pabani, Jess Shane, Matthew Karyatsumari, Miyuki Yukiranta, and Michelle Macklem. For more from these artists, again, you can head to our website. Feed your ears. <laughs>